1. It's all in how you see it. In the middle of my sophomore year, a student named Denise transferred to our school from another college. I had been a Christian for about three years, and as an eager, motivated believer, I'd begun stepping into leadership roles in campus ministry. Denise showed up at campus ministry events. Within about 30 seconds of meeting her, I began to feel an overwhelming sense of intimidation. Her credentials and her actions thoroughly impressed me. She had spiritual maturity and experience as a ministry leader, and she really seemed to know the Scriptures. She would clearly be an asset to our group. For some reason, I felt very self-conscious around her. She was so together that I was sure she would instantly notice my insecurities and struggles. What if I made the wrong impression? What if I didn't measure up? I wanted so much for her to like me that I began to question whether I was spiritual enough and wise enough to merit her approval. I froze up. I focused on making sure I didn't say something that would come across as spiritual ignorance. The result, of course, was that I didn't say much at all. It wasn't a very promising beginning for a friendship. In the months that followed, I watched Denise blossom as she got to know the other people at school. She seemed to lead with effortless skill. She was a natural to head up the women's Bible studies, and her counsel was always sought for ministry decisions on campus. All the while, I longed for her to know the real me, so we could have the kind of relationship I really wished we had. Deep inside, I wanted to be friends. We were like-minded on so many things, and my respect for her was in the stratosphere. But once I started down this awkward path of insecurity, it quickly got more and more difficult to unveil my true self. The longer it went on, the more intimidated I became. Whenever I was around her, I was paralyzed, and when I did manage to speak, I sounded stupid. I was convinced that everything I did confirmed to her that I was a spiritual dunce. For two years I carried on a superficial relationship with this girl I held in such high regard. Finally, one evening during our senior year, Denise needed a ride down to a town about thirty minutes away. She asked me in her typically gracious manner, "'Is there any way you can give me a ride?' "'Sure,' I said." I was usually happy to offer anyone a ride, let alone a beautiful, godly co-ed. But the minute we climbed into my little green Volkswagen Beetle, I began to feel uncomfortable again. With miles of twisting, turning road ahead of us, there was no escape. It was worse than a blind date. My Beetle never felt smaller. For the first ten minutes there was dead silence. As my sweaty palms gripped the steering wheel, I desperately searched for a coherent sentence to utter. Eventually Denise broke the ice. Chip, she began, could I share something with you? Go ahead. I was relieved she took the lead. There's something that I think has been a barrier in our relationship for the last two years, she began. Uh-oh, I thought. She continued, I've watched you these last two years. You've really stepped up to the plate in the men's ministry. And, well, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but here's the thing. From the first time I met you, I've been so intimidated by you. And I'm afraid I've been so uncomfortable around you that I've never felt like I could just be myself. Now that we're finishing our senior year, I feel kind of sad about that. But I wanted to get that out in the open. If we hadn't been on a straightaway, I might have run right off the road. Stunned at first, I finally burst out laughing. You mean you were intimidated by me? I howled. I was the one intimidated by you. We both had a good laugh. And from that day forward, Denise and I became good friends. I'll never forget how, as long as one of us had an inaccurate view of the other, the relationship could not develop. The friendship and encouragement we could have shared during those two years were postponed, all because I had a warped perception of her, and she had a warped perception of me. 
The lesson I learned with Denise has divine application. What you think about God shapes your whole relationship with Him. In addition, what you believe God thinks about you determines how close you will grow toward Him. Many of us have formed a picture of God from impressions we've picked up in passing. If we see Him as an overzealous policeman, we'll always be walking on eggshells. If we see Him as an angry judge, we'll always feel guilty. If we think He's just like us, we'll be casual about our sin. But are those ideas accurate? What if they're not true at all? Misconceptions about God can certainly create a barrier in your relationship with Him. Meanwhile, the friendship, love, and encouragement you could be sharing with your Heavenly Father are never realized. This dynamic is true about every relationship in your life. Our relationships are formed by our perceptions of each other. How you see somebody makes all the difference in the world, as does how you think the other person sees you.